as we always say, just stay in the spirit. Even if you shut your eyes, that's fine. I'm going to speak a message today that I've never spoke before. Yay. And I don't even have the full revelation of what it means. <laughs> but I do know God wants to release something in the earth. And the name, the title I've gave it is Becoming the Voice. John, you mentioned the voice today. Thank you. Because we have to become the voice. Hebrews 12, 22 to 29. It's the same scripture we read last night, except we're reading beyond that. It says, But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly. To the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven, you have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than that of Abel. See to it, then, that you do not refuse him who speaks, if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, how much less will we if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? At that time, his voice shook the earth. But now he has promised once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. The words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is, created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. Our God is a consuming fire. There's a voice that God is releasing into the earth. And it's a voice that speaks from heaven. And this voice has spoke before, and it shook the earth. But there's a voice coming from heaven again that won't just shake the earth. It will shake the heavens. And God is raising up a company of people who will become the voice and as we speak, everything in earth and in the heavens will shake. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And when the voice comes, every man-made institution will crumble. Everything that we have made that's not built upon the rock shall crumble. And the voice, when it is released, will shake the earth, but also the heavens. 
the demonic realm that's in the heavens. In the past, we have tried to deal with that in our own efforts and our own understanding of intercession. And we've not been able to remove principalities and powers. But there's coming a voice that will shake the heavens, that will shake the principalities and powers, because we will speak from heaven. And the voice will shake everything that can be shaken. But it's not just the voice to shake. It's not just the voice that causes the principalities and powers to fall. It's a voice that creates. It's a voice that sends out frequency and changes the earth. As we become the voice, everything shall be shaken. But things shall be created as we speak, as we are under the government of heaven, as we speak as oracles. When we become one with the voice that speaks in heaven. The voice will bring a separation between what is built by Christ alone and all man-made constructions. There's a division coming between the bride and the church. And the voice will bring the division. There'll be a clear message from heaven. And there's a seed in the bride that will recognize the voice and it will bring separation between the bride and the religious structure we call church. Everything will be shaken as we become one with the voice. Revelation 10. I'm speaking things that I don't even fully understand. Then I saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven. He was robed in a cloud with a rainbow above his head. His face was like the sun, and his legs were like fiery pillars. He was holding a little scroll, which lay open in his hand. He planted his right foot on the sea, and his left foot on the land, and he gave a loud shout like the roar of a lion. When he shouted, the voice of the seven thunders spoke. And when the seven thunders spoke, I was about to write, but I heard a voice from heaven say, seal up what the seven thunders have said and do not write it down. Then the angel I had seen standing on the sea and on the land raised his right hand to heaven and he swore by him who lives forever and ever, who created the heavens and all that is in them, the earth and all that is in it, and the sea and all that is in it, and said, there will be no more delay. But in the days when the seventh angel was about to sound the trumpet, the mystery of God will be accomplished, just as he announced to his servants, the prophets. Then the voice that I heard from heaven spoke to me once more, go take the scroll that lies open in the hand of the angel, who is standing on the sea and on the land. 
So I went to the angel and asked him to give me the little scroll. He said to me, take it and eat it. It will turn your stomach sour, for in your mouth it will be as sweet as honey. I took the little scroll from the angel's hand and ate it. It tasted sweet as honey in my mouth, but when I had eaten it, my stomach turned sour. Then I was told, you must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, languages, and kings. I don't understand it, but there's something to do with the seven thunders uttering their voices. There's something to do with a message that the seven thunders are releasing. There's something to do with a voice that will prepare the bride. There's something to do with us becoming the voice. The voice. William Branham had a revelation about this. He said this. Now, that's the reason today that the revivals that we're supposed to have. Sorry, what's the reason? He said we have denominational revivals, but we haven't had a real stirring. No, 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 sir. Don't think we got revivals. We haven't. Oh, they got millions and millions and millions of church members, but not a revival nowhere. No, no. The bride hasn't had a revival yet. See? There's been no revival there. No manifestation of God to stir the bride yet. See? We're looking for it. It will take those seven unknown thunders back there to wake her up again. He will send it. He promised it. Now, now watch. Now, she was, she was dead. He goes on to say, wait till them seven thunders utter their voices to that group. It will slice and cut. And they can close the heavens. They can shut this or do that. Whatever they want to. God's word, sharp, two-edged sword, slays them, puts them right down. Wait till them seven thunders utter their voices to that group. Who really can take the word of God and hand it there? It'll slice and cut, and they can close the heavens. They can shut this or do that, whatever they want to. Glory. Wait to the voice of the seven thunders speak, the messages from heaven, the oracles coming, who have a voice, who have a message. A message that can transform nations. They can speak to kings and nations. Messages that transform, messages that demand people listen because the voice carries the power and authority of heaven. Way before the two prophets come in the end times, there will be a company of people who know how to speak as the Lord himself would speak. Like the Lord spoke through Moses. 
and said, you will be like God to them. We will be like God to the nations. The voice. Isaiah 43.11 says, A voice of one calling in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up. Every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level. The rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed. And all people will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All people are like grass. And all their faithfulness is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fail. Because the breath of the Lord blows in them. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flowers fall. But the word of God endures forever. You who bring good news to Zion, go up a high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift your voice with a shout. Lift it up, do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power and he rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. The voice prepares a way. The voice is preparing a way for the glory of the Lord in the end times. The voice is preparing a highway for God. The voice is preparing the bride. The voice is saying he is coming with power. The voice is speaking from heaven. The voice, a voice that this generation hasn't heard yet, is the voice of the Lord thundering through people. We must go up the mountain because the voice speaks in heaven. We must hear the voice that speaks from heaven. The voice. And we, like John the Baptist, have to prepare the way of the Lord. A generation like John a man in the desert, a wild man, but there was something on his voice that drew thousands upon thousands of people to seek him out. There's a message coming. Such power, such glory. The spirit and power of Elijah is coming again. The spirit and power of Elijah. Malachi 4. The Lord of heaven's army says, The day of judgment is coming, burning like a furnace. On that day the arrogant and the wicked will be burned up like straw. They will be consumed, roots, branches and all. But 
for you who fear my name. The son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings. And you will go free, leaping with joy like calves let out of pasture. On the day when I act, you will tread upon the wicked as if they were dust under your feet, saith the Lord of heaven's armies. Remember to obey the law of Moses, my servant, all the decrees and regulations that I gave him on Mount Sinai for all Israel. Look, I am sending you the prophet Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord arrives. His preaching will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. Otherwise, I will come and strike the land with a curse. The spirit and power of Elijah is coming. And the spirit and power of Elijah is going to turn the sons to the fathers. But it's not just for natural fathers. It's our apostolic and Pentecostal forefathers. That's why we honor William Branham. That's why we honor George Whitfield and John Wesley and William Seymour and Charles Finney. Because the spirit and power of Elijah is uniting us with our forefathers because God is building something. And there's a movement today that really dishonors the forefathers. Look, I know, and I, I, I know that God's doing something new. But I tell you what, we must honor the past because the spirit and power of Elijah is coming to unite us with our forefathers. And the voice has been released. The voice, there's been prototypes of this. Like George Whitfield. It says, crowds elbowed, shoved, and trampled over themselves to hear of the divine things from the famed Whitfield. Once Whitfield started speaking, however, frenzied mobs were spellbound. Even in London, Whitfield remarked, I've never seen so profound a silence. His speaking often had remarkable effects upon audiences. On one occasion referred to as the Campus Lang Revival, he preached at noon, again at six, and again at nine. At 11, there was a commotion. Conviction seized the sinners, some weeping. Soon thousands wept, and at times they would drown the voice of the preacher. It is said his voice could be heard for a mile without amplification. There's something about the voice. There's something about a message. There's something about us becoming the voice. There's something about the voice preparing the bride. There's something about the spirit and power of Elijah coming to restore us to our Pentecostal forefathers. There's something about a voice that will create. There's something about a voice that will prepare the bride. There's something about a voice that will prepare a highway for God. There's something about a voice that creates.
Charles Finney. Charles Finney said, this power is a great marvel. I have many times seen people unable to endure the word. The most simple and ordinary statement would cut men off their seats like a sword, would take away their strength and render them almost helpless as dead men. Several times it has been true in my experience that I could not raise my voice or say anything in prayer or exhortation except in the mildest manner without overcoming them. This power seems sometimes to pervade the atmosphere of the one who is highly charged with it. Wow. The voice. Charles Finney says, people were cut off of chairs, but not because he was preaching terror, but he was preaching the sweetest sound of the gospel. He said, it's not because I was preaching terror to the people, but the sweetest sounds of the gospel would overcome them. I knew a man called Pastor Morris when I was a wee boy. And he said something. He knew a man, another man, another Welsh man called Pastor Lewis. And he said, Pastor, Pastor Lewis had patches on his pants <laughs> because he spent so many hours bowed in prayer. When Pastor Lewis mentioned the name of Jesus, it would cut the heart of the learned and draw others into intimacy with their Savior. God is releasing the voice again. He's releasing oracles. A company of people who can hear the voice that speaks in heaven. A company of people who come under the government of the seven spirits. Under the government of the spirit of the Lord. Under the government of the spirit of wisdom and understanding counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And there's coming a company of people who have been trained in adversity, a Joel's army. And when they speak, the fear of the Lord will come. And this company even when they speak, they will be able to create matter from nothing. Such power on the words that matter will be created from nothing. Matter from nothing. matter from nothing. Paul Keith Davis calls it the spoken word ministry. He believes the next revival 
will be marked by the spoken word ministry. Like Jesus, they said, no one spake like this man. No one spake like this man. He speaks with authority. We will speak such creative words that they will put people in their shadows just to be healed. They will want to be close to us because we will walk in the fullness of Christ, the full stature of Christ, becoming his voice on the earth. As we speak healing, legs will grow, arms will grow. Miraculous will be released to the earth. Nature will be changed. The rains will come. Because we are being restored. And it's not just in the order of Adam. Because Adam did not fulfill his commission. We will fulfill the commission of what it is to be mature sons in the earth. We will be changed. We will become like Christ. And we will become the voice to the nations. Speaking to kings. But also speaking as kings. And speaking from heaven. And we can become the voice. He chooses the weak. He chooses the ones who have been overlooked. He chooses those who the church or society would reject. He chooses people from Scotland. He chooses Fresno. Let's just stand. Father, I thank you that you're releasing the voice of the Lord again. That there will come a company of people. William Branham said this, that there would come a company of people in the end times that truly could say, thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord is coming back again. In the order of Samuel, not one word shall fall to the ground. Not one word. Lord, I ask that you release your voice here. Lord, take us all higher up the mountain. I ask, Lord, everyone here right now ascends higher up the mountain. And may they hear the voice that speaks from heaven. Lord, I ask your voice will be heard in America again. 
I ask that your voice will be heard in the White House. That you will speak forth your oracles to the government. Local government, regional government, national government. May your voice be heard. May the voice of the thunders come. May the voice of the Lord come. The voice that prepares nations. The voice that prepares the bride for the bridegroom. Release your voice in the people here. May they hear the voice that now speaks. May they hear the voice that speaks tenderly to the bride. May they hear the voice of love. May we become the voice. 